Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 4, Episode 24. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog, personal bodyguard, and co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on domestication and behavior of dogs. Our topics for this week are dog domestication, body language, vocal communications, and diverse behavior by breed. The dog's partnership with humans has existed for at least 14,000 years. Dogs have been domesticated longer than any other species. They've served as camp sentries, game hunting scouts, a source of thermal warmth, guardian of humans and livestock, scavengers, beasts of burden, trackers, and in a few cultures, a source of food. Domestic dogs are a subspecies of the Eurasian gray wolf, Canis lupus, and were thought to have evolved from the wolf of the Middle East about 100,000 years ago, but more recent evidence indicates they originally came from south of the Yangtze River in Asia. Its Latin name is Canis lupus familiaris, the familiar wolf. Dogs are not naturally indigenous to the Western Hemisphere. They were brought to the Americas by people from eastern Siberia across the Bering Strait land bridge to what is now Alaska about 14,000 years ago. Dogs are in more households as pets in the United States than any other animal. The DNA of the domestic dog is 99% identical to that of the gray wolf, but due to selective breeding by humans, The dog has more diverse body shapes, sizes, and dispositions than any other species. The dog has an unusually large number of chromosomes, 78 compared to 46 for humans and 38 for cats, in a short gestation period, 63 days. These have allowed relatively rapid selective breeding for specific traits. Despite the diversity among dog breeds, 99.8% of the DNA is identical among all breeds. The Kennel Club was formed in England in 1873 and was the first that formally recognized breeds of dogs. The American Kennel Club was formed 11 years later. Most breeds of dogs recognized since 1900 have been selectively bred just on their appearance, not their service. The proper name for male dogs is dogs. Females are bitches, and young dogs are puppies. The great majority of domestic dogs are highly social. If feral, they seek to form packs of two to five dogs and hunt in groups, as do wolves. If a choice exists, they prefer to group with dogs of the same breed and the same family. Although domestic dogs evolve from the gray wolf, Dogs have been selectively bred and amplified into what humans have thought were beneficial qualities 
and have lost what were considered undesirable behaviors of wolves. Close extrapolation of wolf behavior studies to dogs may be without merit, since some studies have been done on captive wolves. Captive wolves socialize as packs, as opposed to wild wolves, which center their relationships around a family. Wolf behavior is based on family structures. Social rank and behavior are determined early in life and are not reflective of the interactions of adult dogs as strange, unrelated adult dogs or other species. For example, wolves will play fight as littermate pups to determine social rank. Strange adult dogs may fight to the death of an opponent to establish social rank. All higher animals, including dogs, have social strata of dominance and submission. Dominance hierarchy in dogs is a complex ranking system which serves to maintain order, reduce conflicts, and promote cooperation within a family unit or pack. An effective socially dominant relationship to dogs must be based on respect gained by controlling resources such as food and treats and movement such as being on a leash in or out of a cage or kennel, and not fear. Dogs are protective of their territory, which radiates from a home. If feral dogs do not find human structures to serve as a home, they'll dig to make a den. The den provides a place of security and protection from the weather and a hiding place for surplus food. Territorial aggression can supersede other factors and cause small dogs to be aggressive to large dogs in protection of what the small dogs considers its property. Their behavior is markedly different when they're in their own perceived territory and when they're in strange territory. They're emboldened and more aggressive if in their own territory, have others, such as pack, with them, and have a known escape route. Leadership in a pack is not based on fighting that may lead to serious injury, except as a last resort. Leaders control resources and movement of others, including breaking up squabbles among pack members. Dogs watch and respond to a master's face and body language as much as or more than their master's voice. Some dogs are so sensitive to human body language that they can appear to be able to read minds. Abby says she can read me like a book. A very boring book. Communication among dogs involves body language, olfaction, such as smelling, feces, urine, anal sacs, and other glands, and vocalization. Dogs have highly expressive body language. The body language of dogs that communicates dominance as a direct stare with ears forward and tail up. Midline hair over the shoulders and neck is raised and the lips are pulled back. A dog's manner of approaching another dog or human, presumed to be less dominant, is direct. A submissive approach is to approach the other animal or human's side. To establish social dominance over another dog, a dog will jockey for a position above the other dog by putting its head or forelegs on the neck and shoulder of the lower ranking dog. Because of this, a handler lowering his hand onto a dog's head is perceived as attempting to dominate the dog. It may also circle and sniff with growls if the other dog moves. Territorial markings, such as urinating on objects or where other dogs have urinated, is a dominant sign. 
An aggressive dog will stare at their opponent with lowered upper eyelids. Its lips will be drawn back and the mouth is held open. Ears are pointed forward and the tail may slowly wag. Unlike dogs with fear aggression, dominant aggressive dogs will not hesitate to bite at a handler's face. Dominance aggressiveness is characterized by calculated actions, while fear aggression is reactionary. Submissive dogs demonstrate a lack of direct eye contact with their ears back and their tail held low. A submissive dog may freeze in place or roll on its side and raise a hind leg to expose its belly. Muzzle or face licking another dog is a submissive gesture. And some may lick the air as if face licking. Profound submission may lead to submissive pose along with urination. If a dog approaches in a submissive manner, its body is curved toward the other animal or a person and the tail wags. Fearfulness is conveyed by repeated lip licking or yawning. Attempts to hide will occur when possible. If hiding is not possible, cowering in a corner is common with the head held at shoulder level or lower. A fearful dog with its head down may glance upward with its eyes at whatever it considers a threat. The ears are held back and flat as possible next to the head. The dog may shiver or shake and lean away from the threat and snarl with its teeth exposed. Its neck is held rigid and the tail is tucked down between its legs. Freezing in place is common just before the dog attempts to bite its threat. Olfactory communication is important among dogs. Non-fearful dogs approach new dogs and will immediately attempt to sniff the other dog's anal genital region. Dogs intending to play will begin their interaction with another dog by assuming a play-bow posture. That is, rocking back on the hind legs while lowering the front end by stretching forward with their front legs. The dog's ears are placed forward and a tail is wagged rapidly. This posture is usually accompanied by a series of sharp barks. Growling and snarling are intended to intimidate opponents. Barking is a sign of territorial possessiveness or simply attention getting. Whining is a request for caregiving or affection. Whining can be accompanied by raising one front paw or pawing an animal or person of attention. The natural behavior of dogs has been modified genetically by selective breeding. These traits can be intensified or suppressed by training, but the trait will remain and be manifested again under a new circumstances, such as a new home, owner, or handler, among other possibilities. Although breed behavior varies by family lines, the behavior intentionally or unintentionally concentrated in breeds can be categorized by usage deemed desirable by past and present breeders. Personal bodyguards such as the Boxer, St. Bernard, and Mastiff tend to be even-tempered and have a strong bond to the family. Livestock guard dogs such as the Great Pyrenees or Commodore are solitary, bond less with handlers and have low reactivity. Herding dogs, collies, and shepherd breeds. Yes, Abby, Australian cattle dogs too. Bond strongly to individual handlers, 
have a high desire to chase and herd things that move, and a low level of fear. Yeah, I know in your case, low level of fear may be an understatement. Terriers and pinchers are highly alert, aggressive, and develop possessive bonding with individual handlers. Sighthounds, borzois, greyhounds, salukis, whippets are aloof and quiet, have low reactivity, and bond less strongly to handlers. Scent hounds, bloodhounds, coonhounds, basset hounds, and beagles have low reactivity and low aggression with stoic dispositions. Sled dogs, such as Malamutes, Spitz, Norwegian elk hounds, Siberian huskies, are usually not aggressive, but can be. They bond weakly with owners and have moderate reactivity. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Dogs have been domesticated longer and become more adapted to living with humans than any other species. Dogs have more diverse body shapes, sizes, and dispositions than any other species. Dogs have an uncanny sense of smell and an ability to read almost imperceptible human body language. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about handler safety, puppy socialization, and dog bites. Hey, Abby, have you considered becoming a self-defense instructor for dog handlers? Oh, you can't because your jaws have been registered with law enforcement as a lethal weapon. Okay, well, I guess that's the downside of being my personal bodyguard. (laughs) 